You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Hi, I'm Lauren Smith, Education Editor at Campus Review. Today I spoke to Professor David Tissue from Western Sydney University's Hawkesbury Institute for the Environment. We spoke about their new horticultural venture, the National Vegetable Protected Cropping Centre, which aims to mitigate against the effects of climate change as well as bring down costs for smaller scale farmers. The centre is supposedly the first of its kind, so I started by asking him what makes it unique. Uh, Well, it's the first sort of large-scale research-based glasshouse. So there are very large industry-based glasshouses here with 10, 15 hectares under glass, but they have a very limited research objective. And so what we're trying to do here is to use sort of high-tech sensor technology with research objectives to determine the best growing conditions for protected cropping. Is there any particular research that the centre will host? Uh, Yes. So uh, one of the projects that uh, I'm leading um, in collaboration with Swinburne University is something called Smart Glass. And so what we're doing, we're investigating novel glass and photovoltaic technologies for protected cropping. And what that means is using a special glass coating called smart glass, it blocks the heat, which would otherwise be transferred um, through the glass. And so what that means is that we get the quality of light that we need to grow crops, but we have less heat inside the glass house. And so the energy costs for cooling the glass house in the summer are greatly reduced. So that's a first of its kind um, to use that sort of smart glass technology to maintain crop production, but reduce energy costs, which are uh, the primary cost of running a glass house outside of uh, personnel. And are there any particular crops that you're testing this on? So uh, we're going to be first working with uh, eggplant, uh, and then we're going to, and we've already done some preliminary work on capsicum, and also cucumbers and strawberry. So this class house, because it's um, funded by the Horticulture Innovation Group, will be using levied crops. So vegetable growers of particular types of vegetables pay a levy to um, the uh, HIA, Horticulture Innovation Australia. And then those funds are used for research purposes um, for R&D to to then be used for the growers. So we use uh, vegetable levy money and so we use the vegetables that are levied and those are the main ones. This might be a silly question but will anyone be able to access the outcomes of this research? Yeah so we have it set up uh, in two two different ways. One is uh, a research based objectives so we've got eight bays that we use for research and um, there will be limited access to those bays to graduate students and postdocs and specialized researchers. But we'll publish those data and those data will be made freely available. And then we have one large bay, it's about 420 meters squared, and that's uh, a teaching education bay. And so that bay will be used to demonstrate our research on different crops. There'll be access to the public for guided tours. It's also the bay that we use 
uh, for teaching. So we'll be teaching courses here on how to grow crops. And so we will have, uh, that'll be an instructional day. Just moving on to the agricultural industry in Australia mm -hmm. more generally, why does mm -hmm. it need to be improved? What are the challenges it's facing at the moment? Well, there are a couple of uh, main challenges. Um, protected cropping meets a few of them. Uh, you know, we have uh, changes in climate, so we've got uh, more heat waves, uh, more intense droughts, more intense flooding events, uh, and rising background temperatures. So all of these affect crop production uh, outside, and there are only uh, some things that uh, growers can do to mitigate that. So protected cropping means that we can control the environment inside. And so uh, that allows us to grow crops under uh, our environmental conditions to maximize productivity. So that's, that's one of the primary objectives. The other is that um, we're trying to train people for higher technology growing. So Australia has a group of growers and a group of people who have um, some of the technical skills but a lot of those technical skills have to be imported from overseas. Uh, the Netherlands is probably the main country. And so what we're trying to do is train people in Australia to be able to uh, grow crops uh, on their own. And so we're trying to disseminate that knowledge nationwide. So do you mean for people to have their own farm on their property or? No, I think... Uh, that, we're asked that question a lot. What we're trying to do now is to assist sort of small uh, and medium level growers uh, to use the advanced technology that the large growers use. So if we can demonstrate that there is um, decent cost benefit to producing a glasshouse like this, that is they can, they can grow crops more efficiently, they can grow better quality crops. Uh, and yet they can make their money back on the investment in the, in the sensors and the control systems. Um, but for your average person, um, you know, it takes five to 10 years for this technology to trickle down. We don't expect them to be able to utilize this information immediately. So right now it's used um, extensively by large growers. So that they, they'll build a glass house that's five or 10 hectares, um, even larger. Some of these operations have four or 500 employees working at a single site. And so they, they have the technology to do this kind of work. We're, we're trying to reach some of the medium and smaller growers to be able to put this on a more reasonable scale so that they can see benefit in uh, controlling the environment. You know, there's, there's a cost up front to the infrastructure costs and so on uh, to put this together. So. We've got to be able to generate proof of concept that this is uh, a reasonable way to, to produce crops at a reasonable price. And if this sort of research wasn't being done, could Australia face a food security or a food shortage problem? Potentially. So particularly in the vegetable market, without question, uh, there's a lot more movement towards using protected cropping sort of to help mitigate uh, the climate issues that we have. The other really important thing is that uh, we can build these facilities very close to urban centers. And they call it peri-urban, just on the outside. And so that means that there's a lot less energy um, to get the food to market. And so, and, and we can also ensure that um, 
we grow the types of vegetables and, and fruits that people are interested in. So in a lot of ways, it's a sort of climate change proactive uh, and reducing the um, energy costs of getting things to market. That sort of covers everything. Have I left mm-hmm. out uh, anything that you think is important? The food security issue, I think, is is pretty crucial. I, all of these things are tied together. You know, most people like to put them in separate baskets, but um, changing climate threatens um, crop productivity. Uh, energy costs threaten the cost of getting things from external markets in here. So. The more food that we can grow locally and the more food that we can grow closer to domestic markets and the more that we can control our own food production um, is beneficial to the country. So all all of these things are really interrelated. 